Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And that's how we'll begin this episode. Wow. This is a fucking moment that I know I've been waiting for, but our audience has been waiting for. Yeah. This is a special edition of But Am I Wrong? But Am I Watching? And Melissa, what did we watch today? We watched, and me for the very first time, The Cheetah Girls. And when we figured out on this podcast months ago, maybe even over a year, that you had never seen the Cheetah Girls, it was a moment for our entire audience to go, we need, Megan, you, it is your responsibility to change that immediately. And that changed today. I want to say this. For, I knew every single song in this <laughs> movie and I've never seen it. 
I, I was thrown for some twists and turns, but for some reason, I knew all the words to every single song in this freaking movie. This soundtrack was a cultural reset. And I, people might say I throw that around too loosely. I don't. There are a few soundtracks that I say like changed everything. And I will say personally, the whole soundtrack and the Shrek soundtrack changed everything for me, but I would not call it a cultural reset. No, no. The Cheetah Girls soundtrack charted everywhere. It was in Limited 2. It was in Justice. You're, you're at the mall. You're hearing the song. The Disney Channel. Like You couldn't go anywhere without hearing the bops of these songs to the point where they went on a world tour before High School Musical was even a, a thought in, in Kenny Ortega's brain. I did not know that they were like an actual band. <laughs> like they took this and were like an actual band until Keely yep. was on this show about the R&B stars in girl groups that were like trying to have their next stardom again, like their next chapter in their life. And while she is... I won't even say arguingly because it, it was comedic. It was comedy, pure comedy. I oh. don't know if you saw the clip that I saw, but she was arguing with. I don't think I knew it was a joke. With Farah. No, they were being completely serious. Oh, I thought you meant she was in on the. No, she's being completely said it's serious. said it's a comedy. I was like, to me, oh, it's so a comedy. Was, no, me too. No, no, no. So if I to thought me, you just said that Keely was in on it. And I go, this no, changes everything. Me, Melissa. <laughs> So, so she's actually Farah, Farah from Destiny's Team Child, who oh. the most forgettable member because she wasn't even part of the original group. She was in, she was part of the group where when Michelle came in, so they were going to be four, and she was in one music video and maybe with them a few weeks to the point where it's on video where. Beyonce and Kelly are like, you need to go pick up your things from the hotel room. And she's like, no, I'll miss the flight. And they're like, no, you need to get your things because that's more important than making the flight. And that was the last we saw of Farrah. Listen, when you said Farrah, my mind, I so sorry. I forgot. I forget about Farrah. I thought that you Everyone meant that, does. that I was like, Farrah from Teen Mom was also in a girl group. No. And I totally, no. no. Nope. And so her and Keely are having a, a riveted discussion about who's more famous, which obviously it's Keely. Like, there's no arguing yeah. this, even though Keely is not that famous. Yeah, it's Keely, I wouldn't Keely. fight that hard for that competition because, like, that's not a really big win. And Keely was like, I was in two successful girl groups. And I was like, 3LW and what else? Oh, <laughs> Cheetah Girls was a real group. <laughs> Cheetah Girls was a real fucking group. And I think that like that makes the success of Cheetah Girls. Like it's on a different level of like, I love High School Musical. Like I loved Camp Rock. Like they toured with a lot of that stuff. Even Glee did their tours. But the difference was they were not, they, they were an ensemble. They were not a, like a group. Like this yes, it was, was like 70s when the Monkees and then the Partridge family, they had like TV shows. Of, of them being like a group and then they made a group from the TV shows. Like it's, yeah. it's a real throwback. Like this to me, like the, it's the pinnacle of when someone thinks of like, they talk about like the Disney machine. Like I think we look at 
Miley Cyrus and like Selena Gomez and all of that stuff as kind of like the originators of the Disney machine or like Britney Mm -hmm. Spears or something. But truly, like, I think Cheetah Girls is the one that people should reference because they cast this movie, which was based on a book, which is not shit that Disney usually does. So they bought the rights for this book. And the book was like relatively successful. Mm -hmm. I read the book. Deborah Martin Chase specifically and Whitney Houston had the rights. Yeah. And so like, that's not, Disney doesn't really pair with, like Disney Channel doesn't really mm-hmm. pair with other people. Like they kind of have everything's done in house. So they took like a big chance with this. And so when they were casting, they were casting for a pre-existing uh, entity that had mm-hmm. an option for multiple movies that also had an option that to to make it a band. So they weren't just putting together a band. They're putting together a, a movie that would become a trilogy to become a band, to tour all of that. And like, my biggest point, like first thing for like, the casting is phenomenal. Like they crushed it. I was reading about it. They were, because Keely's character in the books are twins. Aqua, yeah. Aqua and and her sister. And they cut the other twin Mm -hmm. out um, because they couldn't find the right twins to pair, to do it. And they they were like wanting the uh more t and tamara to do it and they were like they're too sophisticated for this we need yeah. like they're a little too polished and we mm-hmm. need somebody that's new and then solange was going to be it um and then she decided not to um but she did give us the bop that is the proud family song uh <sighs> in the disney if we're talking about the disney machine so she gave us the proud family song backed up by destiny's child <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and then no Farah, but the other three, and then um, Raven was cast, which great again. And I just think I think it's funny how like Raven was on The View, and then Adrian was on the one you watch. What was it called? The Real, the Real, and then Tamara was on The Real, the Real. too. So it's just you know everybody's connected in some no. way. We started watching it, and Moscow's what do I know that little one from? And I go, um, she's on the reel. And he goes, oh my God, because literally all I fucking could do, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I would never watch the reel live, but I would watch the entire streaming episodes of the reel every single day. So, I like, know. Mats was just hearing her voice and he goes, why do I know that? And I was like, she's also in 3LW. He goes, no, no, her singing, she wasn't even singing yet. And he goes, her singing, I immediately can clock her for being in 3LW. But like, her talking voice, like, no, it's because you're obsessed with the real. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> like, I just, I loved it. I think that she should be more famous than she is. Adrian. Adrian? Yeah. I think so too. So for anyone who does not know, some people think it's because she dated Rob Kardashian. That is truly not the reason why. Her and Kaylee Williams were in 3LW together. And Adrian's the youngest. She's super fucking, fucking young. I'm not going to speak for short people. We have a resident shoddy in the house, but she's talked <laughs> about paired with getting famous really young. She has a very young speaking voice, like the register, mm-hmm. the tone of her voice. Her singing voice is also very young and she's really petite. And so she had a hard time trying to age up and like she had a lot that of like sense. record producers and people telling her that like, every time I hear you, even if it was a compliment, like every time I hear you, I hear Cheetah Girls. And like, she loved Cheetah Girls, but it was like, no matter what, it was people comparing her to her when she was like literally a teenager. And it was like her, she got developed a ton of insecurity about her own voice and singing because a lot of people 
matured and they visually looked a lot different and they visually sounded a lot different. But she was someone, as a lot of people are, that she reached like a lot of her vocal maturity and like Mm -hmm. her voice, speaking voice and her height, like relatively young. And so she had like a ton of insecurity when it came to that stuff. And she has a very unique tone to her voice, which was a very popular in the Britney Spears time. But then you get to the kind of singer songwritery kind of vibe and like her voice sounds auto-tuned all the time. Like yes, she's got does, incredible pitch. Yep. And she just has that. So like I think she could make a huge resurgence right now. Like I yes, think this is that's what I was gonna say. I think this is time her time. Her. But not just music. She's a good actress. She's a great too. actress. She's a fantastic like, actress. Choo-choo, like she could have killing she, it. She could have like continued playing like a teenager for years. Yes. And yeah, like she's a great like she's really good like yeah she's just multi-talented so i think like this would be a great time for her like to get back in into both of them i don't yeah. know what she's doing i think she I might tell be. You what oh, she's, she's on she's on raven's home her and raven are on the oh, she's show. on raven's home now yeah she's playing the principal because they were they were like when it was that so raven they were like enemies on the show like that was and then now she's the principal on it Wait, are you? She is. You're. That's crazy to me. She is one of the hardest working women in Hollywood. Like she still does. I think the reel just ended. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so canceled. she, R.I.P. She did did the reel since 2013. She also had a reality show with one of her best friends, Julissa, 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 Julissa. Right? They had a reality show like together of them, kind of like both trying to make it. And she's so funny. She also had a YouTube channel with Kin Community, which I have watched all of the fucking episodes. Like I've watched so much of it. But she recently launched her own YouTube channel, which I saw last night because I go, why has she not been popping up in my subscription feed? And I realized that she parted ways with Kin Community to start her own channel because full transparency for anyone who does not know, Kin Community is like one of the very few MCN networks now who is still around doing not only like network stuff, but they basically will create a YouTube channel for you and you get a cut of it, but you don't own it and you don't get the actual like, you're not getting paid the lump sum and then the dividends are going to like the other people. You're getting paid a dividend because they're doing all of the work, but you're the talent and the face and all that stuff. So she went on her own and did it and they bought a house in in like in New York and it's beautiful. She's married. They had a baby. So I think that like acting wise and vocal wise, like, I need her to like, she needs to do a great song on TikTok and have it blow up. Yeah, she's she's the star to me. I'm glad that you thought the same. That was like my exact thing there because Raven is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. And to me, you can tell that she's a star and that has accurately uh, reflected her career since. Yes. I think Adrian, she's like the one, of, she's such a fucking tough, hard worker. Like she's never stopped working, hustling, grinding. She's constantly doing shit. But I think she's far more talented than just her like work ethic like I think she has like an innate skill that is is there that I don't think is talked about enough yeah agree I was like wow yeah she's funny she's got great comedic timing like even some of the serious stuff too which is hard in those movies like Mm -hmm. in teen movies my favorite scene and I don't mean to laugh at this but it's because her delivery is so fucking on point 
when Dorinda's trying to tell her that like that's not her mom she's adopted and she's like you're mixed like she just keeps going like she's she's, like you're mixed yeah you're half black have you seen Galleria's dad like I knew you had some soul in you with the way you dance like she's she's just going yeah (laughs) like she's really good like and and it's so in those scenes when like you have to like be cognizant of like your scene partner like having to get emotional and going through all of that kind of stuff like you can usually your face kind of gives you away for like where the conversation no but she's fucking she's dedicated to it she's charming she's so cute and I don't know if this is how it was on paper because I never read the book but it seemed like something more that Keely's character would have done like been the one at her house because they were the two closer and Galleria and Chanel are the besties there I don't know if it this was how it was written but I'm glad they gave that scene to her like that that was her scene I would not be shocked I don't remember how it is in the books but it is not totally out of left field if it was very early on in the filming process that they would have her they would have Mm -hmm. recorded one and then redone it or they could have seen through the recording and filming of it that maybe that wasn't going to be the strongest scene and mm-hmm. then they rewrite it. Yes. That is a very common thing where yes. you see someone else's scene and then two weeks later, you're getting your pages for the day and you go, suddenly this is my scene. Yep. And oh. that's how I felt watching this. I was like, I don't think this was supposed to be her scene, but it makes total sense why it is her scene. Yeah. I love it. Did you catch, I'm sure you did, but I like, I am the most obnoxious. Thank God we're not watching these th- movies together in person, by the way, because like, the only reason my mom's spoiling it for me all the time. I'm ob- I'm so obnoxious. Like I literally am pausing all the time. Like, okay, and then this, and then this, and Mons is like, okay, but he loves me in a sexual way, and so he deals with it. You would be like, and shut I the fuck not. up, no. Mm-hmm. But did you notice the? Uh, and this will get into one of my things, which I don't think is a, a hot take whatsoever. But can we talk about the music for? A second? Yes, please. I wrote down in my notes, bars on bars on bars. Yes, all these songs are bars. They're phenomenal. Mots was Mots. As we were watching, we got to the third or fourth song in it. He goes, "So who's singing these? Like, who are they lip singing?" I go, "Babe, that's them." He like could not believe it. He was like, "No, no, no. There's no way." I was like, "No, no. This is like, like legitimately Raven, all of them." Yeah, he was the I most mean, shocked with Raven. He had no idea. No, that she sang. Does he not know that she sings the song for that? So Raven. You know, surprisingly, that was the show that changed my life. Like she was my she was my everything. Like there was like her and Liz McGuire. But like, you know, I won my hula hoop contest with Raven. Like Raven and I were close personal friends when I was eight years old. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Oh, my God. Like she was her style of comedy, like just her everything, like her fucking star power. And I'll get into why I relate to her. And I'm not proud of why I relate to Galleria. But like her whole thing there and like her performance and everything, like Mott just like could not wrap his head around around it and i don't think he's ever even fucking seen that's a raven which is criminal when because me and raven are the same age so when we were like five she let out her first album and i know that missy elliott did the beats for it but like raven is singing and rapping in it and she is a little stark like anybody who hasn't seen it let me let me look it up like she's the definition of a child, like what child star. Like mm-hmm. she was a performer. Like she was a ham. Like she was. Yes, that- she wasn't doing like those serious, really dark roles. Like no, no, she was commanding a stage and the press. Like she was everything. Her first like major TV show was a show by the name of somebody that we will not name, but they they needed a new. She was like that new 
when shows have been going on for a long time, they need a new cute kid because the cute kid yep. has now outgrown it. So she came in and like basically took over the show. Like it became like her I show. I only started watching it because of that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, she has such a star power that like after I wa- started watching, I think that's a Raven. I don't know how long it was after Cheetah Girls. I think they filmed around. Usually they'll test you out if you're being like a Disney star, like you'll do a couple different pilots and you'll do so like they could have filmed around the same time. But I remember after watching Cheetah Girls going back and literally watching all of that show like with her on it because like Mm -hmm. she's just dynamic and the way that she performs and acts like I talk about this all the time. Like I love actors who are they, they are big, big actors. Like Anna Ferris is someone who I like, re- like reference all the time. Like Leslie Mann is one too. Like people who are like they're they're doing a really big performance. Like but you believe them, and that's like not really a Disney Channel thing. Like people do big performances, but like you don't believe them. Like they're very over the top or whatever they are, and you're kind of just delivering the dialogue as you have it. And those comedic moments and beats you have to make for your yourself there or you don't necessarily pick up on them. But the way that she does it, like her facial expressions, like everything, like I loved as a kid. And Raven does a really good job of like knowing exactly like when to do it. And she, it's mm-hmm. not over the top, especially at that age for like the content and the movie. And like her and Adrian, like they have, they both are able to kind of amp up. It's so extra. It's so over the top, but like you buy it because like that's how mm-hmm. you fucking talk when you're, like a freshman in high school with your like best friend. Yeah. So it was great casting. Very good. So I was going to say the music, there's one song, Cinderella was originally by someone else. So I was going to say, you might've known that from that. Yes. I actually, when I realized it was from something else, I sent you a clip of it. You're, it was a long time ago. I don't know if you oh. remember, but I did I send you a clip and I was like, I think this is why I know this song, but it doesn't, fully track because I knew every single song. Every yeah. single one. Everyone. So I knew good. all the lyrics favorite? to all of them. Cinderella is my favorite. That's a fire one. Melissa, I was crack. I was almost peeing myself laughing because I also had the same experience that I was like, I haven't listened to these songs in years, but I was getting every word. I got every word of the fucking boys rap. Like I couldn't stop. Oh. Mods is looking at me and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's it's word vomit. It's coming. I can't stop it. I have no idea what's going to happen. My brain has no idea what the next word is. My mouth does. My vocal cords know exactly what is happening next. Like I knew everything. I knew every interlude song. I knew every background song. Like this soundtrack, I this was fucking worn to pieces on my Walkman. Like this was fucking worn to goddamn pieces. I loved it. And I, like Cinderella, I think is lyrically one of the best yeah, it's a, a a great ever. song for all little girls to listen to. It walked, so who said by Selena Gomez could run? Like I don't know that song. So who said say who said you're not me. perfect? Who says you're not worth it? Who says you're the only one who's hurting? Trust me, that's the price of beauty. Who says you're not pretty? Who says you're not beautiful? Who says that used to be my ringtone in college because it's the only thing that could, like get me up out of like my hangover anxiety in the morning. And I would just like cry listening to it. And that's why I dropped out of college and why I don't drink alcohol anymore. So Selena Gomez's fault. Wait, so you, hold on. Uh-oh. So you would wake up all the time to Selena Gomez. So do you, th- but also. The melatonin had, was still at play. 
but also had dreams of her chasing you. That was later. I was not knife. having those dreams in college. But I, did something get <laughs> into My your head? Yeah, that's like when I'm between awake and sleep that I need my to be hearing. My REM sleep is narrated by Selena yes. Gomez is a major factor in my REM sleep. Yes. Wow, you're right. You are right. So subconscious, not conscious. Sober, not sober. That she was she was a through line. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to tell everybody that she does not plague my thoughts when the sun goes down. Like her and I, we're chill. We're cool. No beef. No. I think together we can. The intro, the song that opens the movie, I mm-hmm. think it's one of the more underrated songs and performances. It's so good. And the reason why they like took so much care and like why they really wanted this movie is because to compare it to like every other Disney movie, like this is is like legitimately empowering. Like if you listen to like the music and the songs, like this is like the kind of music you do want your kids listening to. Like this is what you want, yes. like young girls growing up and like hearing. And as someone who like was convinced that they were going to walk down the street and go to the mall and get scouted by an agent, I don't know if I would have had that diluted confidence without the this soundtrack to like carry me through. And so they accomplished their goal. We also have to keep in mind that Whitney Houston is an executive producer on this movie. So she wasn't going to let shit slip through the cracks or they're sinking to suck. Like, I don't know if y'all have seen, I haven't seen videos from this, but I have seen videos of her coaching Brandy on Cinderella, which is also a Deborah Martin Chase production. Also a member of the illustrious sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, as well as Liam Wiffle, who plays Raven's mom. But, uh, (laughs) but gorgeous. Yes. But like, mm -mm. Whitney wasn't going to let this sound a mess. No. And most of the time, uh, producers are there for the money and they're there for, to sign their name. There is nothing that Whitney has attached her name to that she has not been instrumental in the casting mm-hmm. process to make sure that nobody was going to embarrass her and yep. nobody was going to tell her no. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And you can see the same thing like when you watch Brandy Cinderella and you go, there, never has there been this much talent on a fucking like air. I mean, did you say that went to theaters? Did it go to theaters? No. No, no, it was, it was on, on ABC's uh, Wonderful World of Disney that came on on Sunday nights. Yeah, so kind of similar to like a some Fox Live presents, right? Like it wasn't. I mean, not live, but yes, but, but like, in like it the, used to like it's on not like Sundays, an everyday thing. No, but it was like the Sunday things was like a big thing. But this was hyped so much that yeah. like it was on newspapers. And I've said it before because it came out in the summer, I believe, but people had like their windows open and you could hear it in everyone's home. Yeah. Like, so there are certain things that you see and it's like, it's a once in a lifetime level talent. And if it was on Disney in the late 90s to early 2000s, that's probably because Whitney Houston was like, I'll find them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me, let me find the talent. And Mm -hmm. there you have it. Like Drew Seeley. Is, is not dubbing over anybody's vocals in this, which no. is what they did for Zac Efron, which I don't think they needed to do. But that's what I mean. Like, it's just there was so much riding on this and they blew it out. They blew up the expectations out of the water when they had such big shoes to fill. And I just have to say, someone else brought this up and it is a fact. No matter how much you enjoyed this or the music or whatever, you need to know that the second one is even better, which is that's what I hear. Crazy. It's fucking phenomenal. 
And it's not even like in a tide in like, a, oh, well, one of them's a little more nostalgic. Like I think High School Musical 2 is phenomenal. But like High School Musical 1, I'm like, yeah, this, no, no, no. This, it's like, it, I, it makes me want to travel the world. <laughs> like I'm like okay. ready to hop on a plane. Is it's this fantastic. the one that's in Greece? No, they're in Spain. Where are they? Spain, Spain. I've seen people on TikTok with their outfits on doing the dance song in that. It's important. Like it's a, it's it's important and people should be like I think that that would heal all of my trauma if I was able to do that. Like it's a big deal. It's beautiful and fantastic and they have a bigger budget for wardrobe, which I love the wardrobe in the first one. So, anything more than that? Speaking of the wardrobe, whose outfits were your favorite? This is really personal for me. I just need everyone to know this. Keely's without the boots, but to be honest, the the true fashion icon in this movie Come is on. none of the cheetah girls. It's Raven's mom. That those are things that I will wear, like no doubt about it. I want to know who did the glam on her mom. That the makeup was stunning. Stunning and not at a at a t- like that's a timeless level of makeup and that's not really what you see on like the kids on Disney Channel movies like their makeup is so minimal that it's whatever but like they usually make the adults look not great. yeah uh well I don't know if you know this if she's famous to you but Lynn Whitfield is very famous like she's bi- black yes. famous like very very famous and so wouldn't be surprised if she did this one as a favor to Whitney and then two had her own glam for this I just also want to know who does the glam so I can follow on Instagram. Like, it's just <laughs> beautiful. Like, and she's stunning, but like the, oh, I love, and like the slight variations and all the, like, I loved it. So the outfits, uh, so when Raven has the outfit, that's like the um, kind of Penny Lane style coat. Did I buy it? I did. And the final outfits, I think is the funniest thing in the world because I wrote down in this, I love that all of the girls saw Galleria on the news, went home or went wherever they were to change, to coordinate, to match what she they was wearing. They had it on. No, but some, but the implication of like Keely, we didn't see Keely before. We didn't see Keely, but we saw Chanel at the beauty. No, uh-huh. yeah, she was at the beauty. She had it on then. So to me, I was like, that's so- a kindred spirit. But <laughs> Keely was the one who was the most matched to Galleria. And we didn't see her before. She took the... Maybe she took the train. She hopped on the tra- she hopped on the subway with her outfit. And you should know that after this movie came out, I marched my little ten year old ass on over to Old Navy, and I bought an entire fleece cheetah print outfit, and it was blue because I am slightly embarrassed to admit it. Because when you watch this movie, she is incredibly insufferable. What? Who do you think I was in this? Personality wise, Galleria. Visually, Dorinda. But I personality wise, <laughs> I was a Galleria. So I got the I got the blue and I was like, wait, no, she was in pink. <gasps> Keely was in Uh-oh. blue. Uh-oh. Oh, maybe I was pissed about it. Maybe that was part of the reason why. Yeah, that that part really made me goofah. I was like, I literally wrote it down because I, I made notes for this. I said, all these bitches got the same outfit. And also the person that we know does not have the money to just go out and buy an outfit just had it i know like there should have been a scene this of like them something... giving it for a gift yeah like this isn't something that chanel gave on her shopping spree 
Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't part of that. No. Maybe they've worn it before, like in one it's of their, their backyard. It's their warm-up outfit. <laughs> in one of their backyard birthday party yep. concerts, they've worn this before. But it did make me laugh that they all had on the same thing. Yeah, I loved that. So I would like to dive deep into Galleria. So what I wrote down, I said, as a Leo, I could never be friends with Galleria. She is so dramatic. She's a Leo with definitely has some Sag, Virgo, and Capricorn energy. And then I said, sadly, I am also Galleria. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is one of those things that like, looking at her now, it's like a bird's eye view. I'm like, oh my God, like, like truly chill, like truly just fucking chill. It is not that deep. It is not that serious right now. Like you do not want to be, have the peak in your career this young, but that drive, the desperation and the, the constant hustle just took me back to when I was in middle school and high school. And I would spend hours on my computer every single day, looking up open casting calls in San Francisco, looking up Disney channel castings, finding different places where I could send audition tapes to do literally everything, like anything and everything I could do. And I think it's perfectly described in the fact that I listened to Radio Disney and found out that Raven Simone was hosting a hula hoop contest in San Jose, which if you know where Marin County is, not that close to San Jose, it's a, tr- it's a car ride. And I went all the way there, proceeded to win the hula hoop contest and take a picture with Raven. And I was like, this is my end to Disney Channel. <laughs> like that was my Galleria moment. I was gallerying with Galleria. Wow. Yeah. So. Let's uh, let's take a break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. All right, and we're back. Well, we really didn't explain the different segments for the show, but since so this is but am I watching, you know, we're it's different. It's not gonna be the same format. This is a little looser. The first segment that we have is But Am I Wrong? And that's when we have our own thoughts, rants, hot takes about the situation, in this case the movie. But I think a lot of what we have to say is a lot is also a lot of what our listeners have to say too. So we yeah. can kind of like mold this all into one thing. Yeah. This will be a little more free flowing than some of our other episodes because this was one of my special, like hyper special interests, like for years, like I die hard obsessed. And this is such a cultural thing that like, you know, so much about you've heard so much, like this is, mm-hmm. we have a lot more to say on this than some other things that we might be watching for the first time. My hot take is, okay. So we know that Galleria is this phenomenal songstress she writes music she writes all their music writes all the their bops so like she deserves to have a big head about that The charlie pooth before charlie pooth so like her music is so phenomenal that Mm -hmm. it makes her dog dance and not just make her dog dance but it also makes her dog move enough to be pulled out of a sewer whatever that was Mm -hmm. manhole yes also i do have to say that scene where they're auditioning for the talent show and the dog runs up on stage you can clearly see that raven has a treat in her hand and no, is I didn't even twirling it. and then feet like when the dog goes down she leans down and feeds it they should have cut away so you didn't know but it kind of so fits with like her character this, i was like she just carries dog treats even yeah. in her costume she just carries yeah, she dog wants, treats yeah she's trying to make a knew, performance but knew that the dog was going to be there because their mom snuck in so she didn't even know they were going to be there. <laughs> She's six steps ahead of every mission here. <laughs> Galleria, I told you, Galleria has got Virgo in her chart. She might be a Leo, but she has some Virgo energy. So all that to be said, phenomenal songwriter, also pianist. And yet with all this, she lets some white boy who raps horribly tell her what good music is no tells her what good good music is and tell her that her music is too poppy and not cool enough not catchy enough and that as if he is the supreme like like he's fucking white pharrell yes white pharrell like he's white pharrell that is an accurate representation because all this time, I didn't know what, because they're he's talking about how good he's in. I like, know. <laughs> like, they're going to, like, let them go first, mainly because the other guy had an appointment or something. But, like, <laughs> trying to, like, have this big head about everything that he does. I, he was carrying around a guitar at one point. I thought that, you know, when we got to this point, I was going to see, like, some, like, Jason Mraz type. 
But oh, then when I was, see, okay. then when I see that he's on stage talking about black, white, Cuban, or Haitian, Haitian. or whatever the hell he said, we're a hip hop nation. Which also is like a line that like actually like real rappers have said <laughs> numerous times. Said. I was like, this is not, he can't claim this. No, what? She let this man make her think that her music was not, I know she didn't actually think it, but she let him sit next to her on the computer and caress her face and tell her that she wasn't doing good music when she's busy, like, snapping at other people about her music, but he gets up on stage and does that? Yeah. No, 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 no. As I was rewatching it, I was like, hmm, they're really setting it up. Like, he's about to get here and, like, out Charlie Puth, Charlie Puth. Like, it's like he's going to produce something, like, live. Like, he's going to pull an Ed Sheeran with like a loop or something like it. He was giving producer energy, self-made energy, not um, the SoundCloud that was delivered. But I have to say the song incredibly catchy. I think they did a good job as opposed to like, obviously you knew that they were going to to win, but there's nothing I hate more when they make like, the, there's no competition where it's like the Cheetah Girls are the only like good people there. Like I was glad these people were, Still talented. But the one thing I will say about that man is kudos to Raven Simone, which does Raven like men at all? Nope. Okay. So Chelsea, the gal that played Chelsea, said said that the audition. Yeah. She was like, okay. First seconds. Yeah. At the the casting. She goes, you're gay, right? (laughs) She's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that at that time. Um, (laughs) But she's like, somehow she could tell in my cadence that it was like, oh, I'm not trying to. And she's like, yeah. She's like, okay, cool. Sick. Um, But she managed to get the most attractive male love interest. I want to say almost all of decom history. Like I'm a mm, Zac Efron girly. Like the guy I love... from Brink. I'm sorry. Isn't that Ethan Kraft? Eric Von Detten. I know exactly who that is. He's from Princess Diaries. I think if I saw Brink before Princess Diaries, I might have some different feelings. But he played a douche in that. Yes, he is a douche in face. Princess Diaries. But no one can get me more excited in a decom than when he because he was in he was in a lot of things in mm. my as a when I was a child. He was a big part of my childhood. Wow. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get into this, um, did you look at the Cheetah Girls IMDb? Oh, God. Okay, let me... I did, but... Please I don't think go I and look at the what right the thing. first picture is on the IMDb. Oh. Our husband yes. at the premiere with his <laughs> cute little everybody. If you're watching the video, you can see. I love him. Oh, his hair looks Michael so cute. Jordan. As a young, young little thing. I just, I loved him. I love, I, you know, they know the star power. They said, Creed, put put that boy up in the front. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a premiere. This is taken from a potato. There's no color correcting. There's no editing. Like, they don't even give him a full body step and repeat. Like, this looks like a, like a Disney Channel expo. That they yeah. managed to get a small amount of Cheetah Girls branding. And they go, throw that kid in front of there. And someone found it. And they said, hey, his SEO is huge. Put him at the top. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, What a hottie. Before any of the Cheetah Girl pictures. Multiple pictures of him. Yes. Two pictures of him first. That's fucking hilarious. 
But I would say that like he looks wise, like this guy and like the talent wise and like they gave him some stuff to like work with. And like, I have to say that for a love interest in a decom where it's not even the B plot, it's the D plot, it's the F plot. Like it is so mm-hmm. far down the line. Great casting on he that was part. cute, but he's very no. good. Aaron and Vaughan. for somebody who like does not like guys with stupid face, like Batman is the blueprint for a duh face. I don't think in Brink he has dove face though. Oh, maybe okay. I Brink is I've seen Brink, but I am not f- f- as familiar. In in Princess Diaries, yes, but like not not the early decom stuff that he was in. But I, that just that's just a testament to his acting. Wait, so was the love interest his name? Was his name Derek? Yes, Derek. He, out of a vast majority of these decom board like the, a lot of the girls but like not all of them in general like you'll see a lot of people who are in a bunch of decoms who like their careers like they kind of just like started and stopped there but especially for people who had like side roles he is working so much this man he's has not very i'm looking at him and he's very attractive i know and he had like a handsome face at that point and he could yeah act he did at have a point. cute face but and he had the confidence it, to rap in front of raven simone that you can't buy that. So the thing is, is since I'm seeing this as an adult, I can't look at him and uh, see yeah. somebody that's attractive. But looking as, even though he he's like a year older than me or whatever, but looking at pictures of him as an adult, I'm like, yes, that's an attractive man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, I always thought he was cute. Not my type, but the, uh, the, the negging the... and the being of the asshole, that is a little more of my type. I think now he's more my type, but back then I was going to say he's blonde. got the the brown wavy hair. That's yeah, no, no, we're good now. Type. But I'm saying as a child, <laughs> like that hair was blonde, and like it was the blonde, yes. the styling of it and the 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 wave that very much my type. The being a bitch and being an asshole to like flirt also my type. The height also my type. The rapping not so much my type. Specifically the SoundCloud rapping very much not my type. And then the hair color. But now as an adult, I'm like you know he's. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know we hate on the song, but he delivered that with confidence. Did he? Or were there just a lot of jump cuts? There was a lot of cutting in the scene of where you get, which they did a lot in the dance scenes as well, where you get bits and pieces of things that makes people look that they're like they're better than it's not jump. I said the wrong term. It's not jump cuts, but they're, they're cut. Yeah. They're just rapid cuts at different angles mm-hmm. to give that music video feel but it's actually to cover up other things yes and they really did a good job of trying to give everybody when it came to singing and dancing like almost equally divided screen time which Mm -hmm. to that i say i think was probably very good for the their self-esteem growing up but at the end product i don't think that you needed to like i i think that I don't think everyone um, needed to have an individual dance break. I think Dorinda can have a dance break. Yeah. You know? And not sing, and then everybody else can sing, you know? I don't think Keely needs a dance break. No. And I don't think Keely Dorinda... definitely did not need a dance break. <laughs> no, and, like, there were some points where I was watching, I go, oh, we're not cutting away. Oh, we're not cutting away. We're And I and like I was, like, time, and I was like, oh, so you're giving her the exact same amount of time, which I'm, like, kind. Um, but if it was me... I would also know my strengths and I don't doubt that Keely knew her strengths and was like, mm-hmm. good fucking God, cut away from me. Like, mm, I don't know. Okay. Maybe not. Keely. I really don't think so. 
But like for some of them, I would be like, you know, I know my role here and I would rather you show me in my best light for a couple seconds longer than my counterparts and vice versa. Like, let's let's show us where we shine. I have questions about Keely's character, Aqua, Aquanet. Yes. Her name's Aquanet. Yeah, she's Aquanet, which, by the way, as soon as you said Aquanet, I'm realizing that it's also hairspray. Yeah. And I definitely did not realize that until um, her sister was, her name was Angie, Anjanette. Mm. Aqua and Angie. What's, what is her, so she's from Texas and lives in New York, but her parents don't live in New York. She was talking about her dad not letting her like do shit and he wasn't around. I don't know if they do this in the movies, but no, they moved with their dad there. So it, it's a, I don't know if their parents are divorced. I think her mom's not alive. I don't remember, but it's single dad. But in the books, she is, gal her and her sister are Galleria's cousin. Oh, why don't they do that in the movie? I don't know. I think they just didn't want to have as much of a backstory, but it does make a little bit more sense for like it to be like, oh, I know this girl. She's my cousin. So she's moving to New York and she's obviously going to go to like the same high school that we go to. That's mm -hmm. an art school because she's also into it. So she's going to be in our group versus like randomly appearing at the same time that she needs her a girl from like and also like before their freshman year, like moving from Texas to New York to like this art school. And it's not like they moved there for the school. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a little too kismet that I think the backstory yeah. would have made more sense. Okay. Yeah, Aqua's very religious. Did that come across? No. Okay. Yeah, in the cheetahgirlsfandom.com, they say, not much is known about her. <laughs> I connected with her on the fact that she didn't like to ride the subways because I don't. And then uh, also how she used a Clorox wipe to wipe down the door for the taxi the thing is if she was truly someone like me she wouldn't have also touched the inside of the door that's what it, i jumped like for me a jump scare was she <laughs> she opens she wipes <laughs> she wipes it opens the door and then her hand immediately goes yeah. to the inside yeah. and i was like no girl you keep you keep the the, the, don't get, the don't you in slipping. your hand no you wipe down the seats like mm -mm, you're not doing enough for me. If yeah. this is your issue, then you're not being thorough with your issue. No, she was. It was disrespectful. The portrayal. Mm -hmm. She was not doing enough. I, I see you with that. And that makes sense to me. I have to say, like in the books, I lowkey am glad that they picked Aqua versus her sister because like Aqua's the bitch <laughs> and her sister is like the much more like supposed to be like very pleasant and like kind of nice one. But they only like. Aqua's like kind of just there and like not doing She's much and there. is nice and then is kind of cunty at the end. And I'm like, yeah, I wish they had shown that throughout because I don't think they could have because it's the the dynamic between her and her sister that like her sister's kind of more of the pushover and like very sweet. And then Aqua's more of the one who like, I don't want to say this, not in a disrespectful way at all, but like the talking twin. Like she's the one mm -hmm. who like, they'll talk. In, like, you her say sister, that as the talkative one. Oh, and also I say this as someone who's like talked mad shit on twins before. But like, That's true. that would be, she's kind of the mouthpiece for mm -hmm. them as an entity and as like a unit. And so it does kind of feel like a little like, whoa, when she's being bitchy at the end. So I wish they had done that earlier, but I think that they would have, they don't like to do that. They make people confusing of like, oh, who are you supposed to root for or not? She was her and I know all their like real names. Sabrina was Dorinda. Her and Dorinda were busy 
just giggling. That that was their lines for half the movie is giggling. I was like, shut up. I'm trying to hear Raven and Adrian talk and y'all are just over here giggling. Shut the fuck up. And we know how the clicks broke down. Yeah, that's because they didn't have that much to do, though. And I guess that was their default was to giggle. That's yes. another one of my hot takes is like, stop all, with all the giggling. Stop those giggles. Cease the giggling immediately. But they also are teenage girls. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had the beef, right? Didn't Adrian not want her to be in it because she wanted it to be her own thing? Adrian and Keely had the most beef. And then... <laughs> Keely and Raven. Raven and Adrian got along. And oh. so then my, yeah. I'm pretty, my beef is your beef. And yep. as a Leo who as I relate to again as a gallery as a Leo I'm I'm gonna participate in this but think about it your part you're in this girl group 3LW you book this role two of the 3LW 2L yeah that's what I'm saying I'm talking about Adrian books this role and then Solange drops out and now she's got bring they bring in her other bandmate I'd be Mm -hmm. pissed off I can never break free of this I will say the other the other three LW gal, she's doing very well. She was on power for years. She's been on a lot of things, including that show with Brandy and Eve that aired last year. But yeah, she's exceptional. She's a great actress. Oh, I'm happy for her because that was like the first instinct for me. I'm like, how's the the final nope. L doing? She's not doing taking great. L's. She's nope, winning. Not taking L's. Yep. I misspoke. Keely is three years younger than Adrian. So to bring it back to Cheetah Girls, I would like to say that what the NYPD did for the dog Toto, fire and water. We are moving hell and earth just to get this dog. We stopped traffic, even though continuity point. Uh, it's a construction zone. Cars yep. weren't driving through there, but yep. we stopped traffic. Apparently, uh-huh. we suddenly had these cameras there. We were live streaming uh-huh. the news, absolutely everything. And then, as you said, the power of song was what made Toto succeed there. Which they did set it up because in uh, in scenes, which yep. scenes before, every time she's singing or writing music, Toto's Toto dancing. was up on, on his little toes, dancing around. Shaking his tail feather. Toto was the drama. Every Galleria was dramatic. No, no, no. Toto, Toto learned from the best. Toto jumped into a manhole played dead to bring them together a whole chaos to bring the girls together but specifically toto waited out toto's turn to be like Mm -hmm. get those cameras up here tell me when we're recording i need this live immediately and i need the girls to get here in their matching outfits and then i need you bitches to sing for your supper and then i will come up i need you to sing for the entire new york city like chris jenner has nothing on toto toto is the momager that is what Galleria was looking in all the wrong places. She thought she needed to run this show. No, no, she needs to listen to Toto because Toto is causing chaos with the results that she's looking for. I agree. I agree. Ironically, too, they mentioned that Wizard of Oz is Galleria's favorite movie, which is why Toto is named Toto. Mm -hmm. But also the director of this movie, their name is Oz. Wow. Kismet. Yeah. It's beautiful. So let's take another break. Woo! small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat 
rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Another thing that I said, oh, two things. What is with Disney Channel and the kooky drama teachers? 
And also just Disney in general. Like, High School Musical, kooky drama teacher. Confessions of the Teenage Drama Queen, not Disney Channel, but Disney, kooky drama teacher. Like, they love a kooky drama teacher. But in real life, most drama teachers are kooky. Oh, I thought you were going to say they aren't kooky. And I was like, whoa. No, no they no. are. So it's this is true to form. And I think that's why I resonated so deeply. I wish my drama teacher was kooky. Like, my drama teacher was, like, kooky and, like, you should oh, go to therapy way. Yeah. Like, I made him cry one time and I was like, you're a fully grown man. Like, I shouldn't even be able to, like, yell at you. And I just did. Yeah. <laughs> and that was your fault. <laughs> but, like, her performance, phenomenal. She also mm-hmm. works so much. Yep. So fucking much. And my last point was they used to just give out kisses. They used just to be like, give a little kiss, give a little smooch, smooch. The, how hard we had to work for, I don't know if you know this, High School Musical, Troy and Gabriella don't even kiss in the first movie. My first experience with being blue balled as a preteen, I was but like, But you don't even like to see people kissing. No, but I need, it to, I need to know that it happened. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch it, but like, I need to know that it happened for the plot, for the story, for, for us to move along. I don't think that the kiss was earned in this movie. No, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, and now in some of these old fucking decoms, like they're not making you work for it. They're not making you earn it. They're just like giving out these kisses. And like, don't make these young people have to kiss these other fucking random young actors. Because a lot of the times these are their first fucking kisses. And I don't need it. Like, I really do not need, like make us work for that shit. No, we know it wasn't Ravens though. So that makes it a little bit better, but still. Yeah. Like, put some effort in. I just, yeah. I didn't, he just didn't, he wasn't the, he wasn't the guy character that we needed. He didn't put his back into it. Like, I enjoyed his presence, but like, he did not deserve a kiss. No, but I will say, if he would have played his guitar at the talent show, the way that he was playing it there for the theme song, I would have been like, yes, that is the competition. He is phenomenal. But what we saw that rapping, absolutely not that the guitar playing though yeah with his guitar and his hair he did a little leo howard hair flip and i was like yeah that's that's what they should have swapped in um but yeah the fact that like they just kissed i was like Mm -mm. no 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 i needed to i need there to be enough of a build-up and like this is like so low down on the storylines like no there's no romance i felt more chemistry with his friend and adrian than i felt between raven and him he, i just didn't like how he kept caressing her face i did not like that well, no so one at that age is doing knew. that well he also looks too old like and but very rarely I know. I know but like he very rarely do the boy the boys usually look pre-pubescent because they are yes. but he's one of those guys who like he just matured a little bit faster so like he would yeah. i think that they wanted him to be taller than her and she's i mean she's not tall but like raven's not tall no but at that age most boys that age are yeah. even shorter than the girls even yes. if they're not tall so yeah like he was like giving like fabio moves and i was like yes Stop. yeah Stop. it was That's just saying it just wasn't it didn't feel right no it did not but hey i know that doesn't mean anything to her but she got the cutest my hot take is that we talk so much shit on nepo babies just like getting everything handed to them and it's like oh my god these nepo babies like didn't work for it didn't work for it blah 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 and then people want to look at Raven's mom, Galleria's mom, as the villain. When in reality, she people is think the nepo- she's the villain. She's exactly yeah. People are like, oh, she's standing in the way of her daughter's dreams. No, no, no. she's no, the no. nepo mom she's- that we are requesting for all the other fucking nepo babies to have. Like, so her and I. I'm sure you picked. So her and 
the reason why her and Chanel are have been friends since they're babies is both their moms were like model models, like super mm-hmm. models. That's why they have those fancy ass fucking house apartments in New York. And her mom runs the agency too. Yeah. And so her mom is the exact opposite of a stage mom. She is she's not squashing her child's dreams because that's not nice, but she is reminding her child that she's a kid. She's got her whole life to do all of this kind of stuff. And she is utilizing her connections in a way to protect her kid, but not Mm -hmm. hand her this shit at all. Like that's exactly what the right, that we all say we want Nepo people, like we want Nepo babies to earn it. So once she's earned it, she goes, cool. Now I have a lawyer who's going to look over all of this stuff. And so Mm -hmm. people who are thinking that she's standing in the way, like I just think for everyone who like hot takes being like, oh, Nepo babies, hate Nepo babies, hate Nepo. She is the example that we would like other Nepo parents to, to follow. Yes, she was protecting them. And then even even when she told Raven or uh, Galleria that she could go go by herself, I was like, why the hell would she do that? That doesn't make sense. But then she knew what was going to happen. She knew that Galleria was going to get there and not like anything because she had read the contract. Her mm-hmm. mom read the contract and knew what was entailed in the contract. So she knew that when Raven got there, she knew if I stay out of this, Raven yep. would figure the shit out on her own. And therefore, she will get mad. That's like the the greatest, like, that's a mom that everybody needs. Yeah, she, I don't think that she understands how great her parents are in this. And her dad has a line, which I don't know what it was exactly. But it, the, the, the crux of the line was him saying, like, her mom was being like, you know, she's got all of her life to do this. And he goes, wouldn't you rather her try this fail here? And like, we're here to pick up the pieces, which like, mm-hmm. I think as a parent, that's going to be me. Like, as my ethos, like, I would rather... I'm not going to tell my kids like, oh, just wait and do this later, wait and do this later. And so then you're doing this when the the, the circumstances and the the consequences are much greater. And like, you're going to mm-hmm. fall from a much higher spot. Like I would so much rather you put your training on training wheels on when you have some structure and like you're in a, a little bit of a box. You have these kinds of boundaries as opposed to growing up with such strict boundaries growing up and then being told once you reach this place and then you're completely fucking alone you're having to create your own boundaries and then also figure out how to set boundaries and then push your own boundaries and then try all of these things and fail and pick up the pieces. Like that sets kids up for failure. So I think like as a kid, I watched and was like, oh my God, her parents like standing in her way of her dreams. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Her Mm-mm, parents like they're... knew that she was talented and they knew that like she's so talented that like it's going to happen. I'd rather it happen not when you're a kid because the success you'll have when you're like a teenager or a preteen or young, young, young it will always be attached to your age. And so no matter how talented you get, once you age out of that, there's you're less shiny. There's something that's less special yep. there. And her mom knows that because she's a model. And this is why yep. when you buy items of work that are books and there's those back, like you, you can, it's got, it's got a rich story. I picked it up. That's what I mean. Like, and it's really, really well done. Yeah. I, from just watching the movie, I picked it up. I was like, yeah, like her mom knows what this contract entails, but she also knows that her daughter wants her freedom but is hard-headed and doesn't want to be told what to do. So I'm going to I'm going to let her have her space. She's going to go and she's going to hate this, but then mm-hmm. it won't be me saying that she hates it. Yeah. And she knows that there's far the more longevity in music yes. than there is in modeling, but mm-hmm. if you attach a naivete and an ingenue young essence to it, you will have a shorter time span because that becomes yep. a selling factor. Like that's uh-huh. why a lot of child actors don't succeed. And so I think like also mom, perfect casting. Like 
she's mm-hmm. she has this super she has a supermodel energy like she has that that energy and i think adrian's mom uh chanel's mom also has it but in that different font and like yep you can see the kate moss naomi campbell yes. like how they carry themselves different yes the like the mom that like she was a model but she was also there scoping everything out and learn the business and you know is going to be you know get her mm-hmm. own modeling agency and she's a businesswoman and yep. Adrian's mom's a little different. She's also great too. Yeah. You see the mom who knows how to work the system versus the mom who's like, I'm going to be the system. Like, yeah. It's a very different. Yeah. But that actress was good too. She's really good. Yeah. So I would like to say Motz's, I don't know if I'll call it a hot take on this, but his exact quote when I asked him his thought after the movie, he said, not chaotic enough, which is my fault because I showed it to him after Smart House. Oh, there was a lot of chaos going on and in the movie. After get a clue in Smart House though, like those stakes were, and we talk about the TA drama queen. Smart House takes a Smart swift House, turn. They couldn't make it's that scary. Now. Like <laughs> it's so. It's I mean, they terrifying. Could, but they'd have to make it as a horror film. It must well, actually kind of. Megan, the movie is actually kind of what Smart House is. So, to be honest small sidetrack i now realize that i have to go back through like all of my like favorite movies and like items of work that i was obsessed with as a child because two have basically become like have been premonitions i was obsessed with contagion mm-hmm. coronavirus and i was obsessed with smart house ai listening devices like i need to figure out what other things that i loved and like how that factors in and hopefully if the ultimate christmas present is one of them that means we're getting a fun weather machine now except it did snow in la last year so yeah it did So some people's hot takes, someone said, not a hot take, but Lynn Whitfield was made to play intense mothers. As as she does. And did say this? Yeah. (laughs) I just knew she did. I knew it because you you know how I know? Because she's in a lot of Tyler Perry stuff. (laughs) And I know watches it. (laughs) Wow. I get gracing her present. He might count his blessings like that's that is the role that she plays in a lot of things but she's also 70 and looks the exact same as she did when she was like 40 um melissa i don't know if you saw this message that someone sent but i spit out my water when i read it for the first time i laughed so hard aqua didn't get half as much backstory as the other girls even bitches deserve their story told And I laugh, but it's true. And I now that we're talking about like the comparisons of the book, the twin thing is why they didn't they they just they had a backstory, but they deviated from it. And so as opposed to supplementing and like changing it, they just like omitted it, which is odd. So someone else's hot take. They said Galleria was just trying to get them to be the best girl group, but they were slacking. I personally have to disagree because you know what makes a good girl group? People who don't hate each other. And Galleria was getting incredibly close to to getting pushed off of a bridge. Like she was making, you cannot, she was being coming insufferable and you cannot have that level of success and doing like all of this shit and like calling the shots. Like you have to let people fail and you she, need, she needed to be humbled. And she said that to her teacher. For me, I think like she was trying to use this as like a a launching point and the group was never going to be successful in that sense because it's so transparent that she's trying to do it for her. She's trying to make everything like look the best for her. And it's like how 
Dorinda's outfits reflect on her as the group. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it's not about any of that. And so we get a little bit more Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. But I have to say to, in the second one and further on, but um, some of those some of those lyrics and she's like, girl power. And even at the beginning when Chanel is just like, why do we have to bring these other two bitches in this group? Like, it could have just been us and we have to do all this. Like, they're not actually really like close friends at this point. Like, it's still relatively yep. early in the school year. And in in the it's that she just moved from Texas. Yeah, she just moved from Texas. And then Dorinda, they are coming in at the same time. So like they weren't really like friends with her. So, you know, she's kind of singing. She's giving Ed Sheeran where like writing wedding songs before people are actually getting married. Like she's like writing mm-hmm. these empowerment like girl group songs. And then she's kind of like hiding behind it. And it's like, no, no, you're just like using this to to like set your career off. Except then Toto brings them all together. So I also disagree mm-hmm. that I don't think she was looking. I think she was looking out for her, which as an attention hungry Leo, I do understand, but doesn't mean we're right. Another one um, that we've also said, and many people have said, the second one is the best one, which I can't wait for you to watch the second one. And let me know let's just think. watch it next week. OK, yes. That's why we had to watch the first one so we could watch the second. Um, we also have the ending didn't have to be that traumatic. What did the dog do to anyone? And to that I say. What I said earlier. The dog did on the dog did on purpose. Toto did what Toto needed to do to get us where we needed to be. Then we have one that I think is rough for me to swallow. The Cheetah Girls books are actual trash, and the reason I didn't watch the movies right away. But the movies are iconic and something I watch every year. And I'm 24. That's painful for me, but I would say for adaptations, very rarely when I read a book do I think like the on-screen adaptation like does it justice. This I don't think anyone needs... I'm not like, oh, no, you have to go read the book. Like I'm like, no, if you saw the movie, like you saw perfection. If you want to read it, go ahead. But I think they did a good... They did justice. And it's hard to like listen, like read a book about music without hearing the music. Like it's a hit's different. And then finally, Aka was given no mic and screen time for how amazing she was. <laughs> that is That's a the hot hottest take. take we've heard. That is the hottest take that I've ever heard. I think that might be the first person... With like that's army of one. I think this person is trolling us. Her profile picture looks pretty earnest. No, I mean like they they're a fan of the show, but they're they're like I need a hot take that's gonna get me I on would air. Die. I mean honestly, it's it worked. You did it. Good job. I wonder how she deals with because like she's got a great tone in her voice. That was like one of the things with three LW. Very rarely are you gonna get a girl group with people who have unique voice you know what I mean like usually it just you suddenly I get a glee we were on camera for a second yeah she did <laughs> watch the patreon but like you've got two people two out of the three who have very very distinct like close my eyes I can tell you if that's Keely Williams close my eyes I can tell you if that's Adrian um but I want to know what Keely thinks of the meme she's spoken about it before she claims it's because of the uh oh, no, there's a because I'm not this is yes, not turning she out well said, she said it was because of the how the music was edited, how she was edited. Like there was some synth on it that made it sound like that. And to that, I say, which is becoming now a phrase, to that I say, Keely, that's how you sound when you talk. And that's how you sound in every other song. So, you know, if you have, I'm, I lists love are a list. Cute. Lists I, are cute. Just, just own your list. Like, people should know if they listen to this show, what are the two things I stand? Big foreheads and gap-tooth bitches. Like, 
mm-hmm. girl, you've got a gap. Like, it's fantastic. I, I mourn when people close their gaps. If it's a medical thing and they need to, like, okay, but yeah, I'm still toxic over here, sad as hell. I love your gap. Character, gorgeous, amazing. But th- it's not a synth. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Do you think her and Leah Michelle are friends? I think Leah Michelle would think that sh- that Keely's She's- beneath her. And she would actually be mistaken. <laughs> but like, I do think that the... Also, Leo Michelle doesn't like black people. What are you talking about? That That is also overwhelmingly true. But I was going to say the response, I think only... Wait, no, there was someone else. Who was it? Oh, I think it was Ariana DeBose too, which does not help Leah Michelle for any friends because she hates black people. But like when when very rarely is a celebrity approached with a meme or a reference of theirs, even if they're not into it, they just like pretend. But like, I can count on my hand three times the number of times that the word after when someone asks about it, well, because, and it goes, nope, abandon ship. Like, you cannot have a response to becoming an interview. Like, well, it's actually because, and it's like, no, no, no. Even if you don't believe it, lean into the joke. Even if you don't believe it, lean into the joke. And that's like the Leah Michelle like reading thing. It was like, well, no, it, you know, but and then she, she started to lean into it. But then she finally leaned recently. in. Recently. Yeah. Maybe Keely will get on TikTok and lean into it. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for watching Cheetah Girls with us. Melissa, I'm so glad that you got to watch this for the very first time. And now, once we see the second film, which is what we're going to do for next week, I think is mm-hmm. that's the goal. It because, makes sense. I don't think we should take a break and then do it down the road later. No, because when I asked you if you had watched Cheetah Girls the first time, I really didn't care. I needed to know if you had watched the second Cheetah Girls. And we're only watch the first one really for the context. And like the yeah. second one is the most important thing ever. So it is it is the eat, pray, love for teenagers everywhere. <laughs> like it's so good. And then the third one, Raven isn't in it, right? No. So as a Raven stan, I opted out. I get it. But I was going to say as a Raven stan, I also get it. Why she wouldn't want to be, you know, keep doing this. And as the budgets get bigger with those movies, it takes longer to film. You've got more shit. Mm-hmm. And like, she was working. She was booking shit left and right. So, so like, much stuff. And yeah. queen of the Disney channel. Yeah. Like reigning queen. Yeah. And Disney doesn't pay well. And so mm-hmm. you're going to make more on a series than you are in a movie for yeah. less time. We'll watch that next. So if you have anyone have not watched it, do so. And you can slide into our DMs and let us know your hot takes, your thoughts on it. If it's the first time you've watched it, the hundredth time you've watched it, just let us know your thoughts and feelings. And we will recap it and share all of our thoughts on feelings on next week's episode of What Am I Watching? Yeah, and buddy. Yeah. Also check out the Instagram because I will post the photos of me and Raven. What else can we say? How to end this out? Um, Cheetah Power. We'll cheetah back next week. Cheetah back. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.